Welcome to the ninth episode of the Bucket Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Garcia. Joining me, my co-host, Maurice Palmo. What's up, P? How are we feeling today? Thanks for having me again, B. Let's do this. Let's talk about some uh, some NBA. Yeah, okay. I'm going to just jump right into it, bro. The Utah Jazz, bro, obviously they traded Rudy Gobert. They traded Donovan Mitchell. What does everyone expect them to do now? Lose. Lose. They've done the exact opposite, and they've been crushing teams. Crushing teams are off to 10 and 3 start as of Thursday, November 9th. Um, I think this puts them first in the West. Pete, what are your thoughts about the Jazz? Jazz, I mean, I you know what, like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I thought, I thought, like, when it, they were like, I think they were undefeated for a little while, and I was like, all right, this is probably gonna, you know, simmer down. Um, you know, but right now, they're kind of reminding me of the of the Bulls of last year. Where like you know they were kind of hyped, and uh, you know they were you know they were doing great. Energy was great. Like that's how it looks like right now. Lori Markkinen looking like, in my opinion, uh, we talked about this yesterday. Most imp- most improved player. Um, uh, he looks great, man. Today I saw his highlights. Today he looks amazing. Uh, he can shoot. I mean, like he's everything that the Bulls wanted him to be, and he just couldn't. He couldn't do it for the Bulls. Now he's doing it for the Jazz. Um, it looks like, you know, Danny Ainge wanted a tank. At least that was the assumption. And now they're kind of doing the opposite. Uh, kind, of, kind of makes you wonder, like, you know, are they going to continue? Are they just maybe, do they want to trade Laurie? Do they want to trade Clarkson? Do they want to trade um, Conley and maybe tank for Victor? Because then, I mean, he would be great alongside uh, marketing too. Yeah. Um, I, uh... And they have some, they have multiple picks, I believe, right? Yeah, dude, they have a lot of picks. And we'll get into it in another podcast, but they also have Minnesota's picks. And Minnesota's not really looking yeah. too good. Mm-hmm. But let's stick on the Jazz. Um, what's crazy in my – so when the – the was it the Timberwolves trade? When the Timberwolves and Cavs trade went down, I went on my main channel, my uh, Brandon Bucks channel, and I talked yeah. about it. And mm-hmm. I had said for when they got marketing, Sexton – and uh, there's someone else that they got that I'm blinking. Um, I was like, dude, they low-key got a really good package. Like, that, on top of all the picks that they could have gotten for the Cavs, like, this was a really good trade for the Jazz. And I was getting kind of hated on in the comment section. I was, They're like, dude, no, this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was a fair yeah. trade. The Jazz are going to suck. I was like, no. Like, marketing was the first-round pick. Colin Sexton, obviously, a first-round pick. 24-point-per-game score at that. Uh, you still have guys like Clarkson, Bogdanovich. Or, no, you don't have Bogdanovich. You have uh, Blanky. They also got Walker Kessler, who's looked good as a, a rookie, a center rookie. Um, I like how you pointed out they look like the Bulls because I like that. I think that's a good choice. And part of me would like to compare them to one of the early Celtics teams post uh, KG Pierce trade where they had a young coach and they had some young pieces where it's like, oh, like these could be guys that – could be part of rotations uh, when we're building. I could see marketing, sexting, complimenting a guy like Victor or Scoot um, later on, like three years from now, four years from now, when they're contending, like, hey, they got them in that trade. The, they're, they're the building blocks. And um, they played the Clippers of the night, and they beat the Clippers. And yeah. they, look, like, they look good, man. And I really like Will Hardy. He was the lead defensive coach in Boston. Mm-hmm. Brad Steven vibes. I know people say, oh, because he's white. He's a young white dude. Yeah. Brad Stevens. I just see it. And Danny Ainge 
must have thought so too because he hired him. Um, exactly. Gave him a lot of trust. The one thing I po- I saw because um, I saw them on the court warm up and in the national anthem, what usually teams just like they stick to themselves. They have their hands, their heads down, whatever. The team ha- were all holding each other. They were all like wrapped up, arms locked. And it yeah. reminded me of the bubble when guys were kneeling and stuff like that. But that was the bubble. And like, I wouldn't say it was a trend, but at the yeah. time, that's what everyone was doing. This team was just like collective group motivating each other. I saw uh, Malik Beasley just like, yeah, guys, like, yeah, life into this team. And I was no, like, yeah, they're connected. Was, they're connected. Yeah, connect, that's the exact word to, ex- to explain yeah. this team. And I was like, yo, like, this is something like, okay, if you're Danny Ainge, look, I know Victor. Like, that's, that's a huge, like, that's a huge um, reward. Is, is it worth, I think the solution for this Jazz team, if they do want to do that, I don't think trading Markinen, I don't treat, think trading Sexton or some of these other dudes is the way. Uh, maybe a guy like Clarkson or maybe a guy like Beasley. But I think for the most part, if you're going to do something like that, you got to, you have to sit them out. I wouldn't say trade them, but uh, I think they have some good building blocks there to like, on a championship team, you're like, hey, this guy that has this role, whatever. Um, they look good, man. And they they like we said, they're collect they're connected, they share the ball. Um yeah. yeah, they look they look amazing. I mean, like uh, like I said, I'm jealous and like I'm jealous of that uh energy, that that mm-hmm. connection they have, mm-hmm. that um uh, chemistry they've built together. It's it's amazing. I can't I couldn't it's imagine them doing too. that. And yeah. Just an off season of having that chemistry, like that that stems from coaching as well, and also veterans in the locker room. Like, who knows how much of a role Clarkson's playing into this, or or guys Mike Conley has been into this, you know? So, shout out yeah. to the Utah Jazz. Seriously, shout out to them because it's tough what they've been doing, and like, it, I, I like to be labeled as hey, hey, we're gonna be a terrible team right away, and now you're the second best team in the NBA. That's a big thing, and like you could tell they're playing with a chip on their shoulders. So. Danny Ainge has a tough yeah. job to figure out how he's going to go about. Exactly, yeah, because he's put he's put in a tough position right now with winning, and then you a good know, position, they, a good yeah, problem. yeah, that's a good problem. But um, like, who knows? You know, like uh, my prediction right now, and I, like you know, like I like I said, I'm jealous of the team, and they're doing great and amazing, and I and I wish my team was doing that well, but I just don't. I feel like come to like you know, end of the maybe like end of the season they won't be doing as well like okay i, I feel like they're gonna follow exactly what the bulls did they're okay. gonna start dying down the little bulls, by little the bulls did have injury problems yeah um but lonzo but i can see the world yeah, where they yeah. start sitting these guys out because that's what the portland Trailblazers did where it's a little injury that all of a sudden becomes a big injury and now he can't play for like four to six months my yeah. question to you I kind of know your answer, but are the Utah Jazz legit? And by legit, I kind of mean playoff team. I say playoff. I want to say title contender. Yeah. I don't think they're a title contender, but you think they're a legit playoff uh, lock? I, I do. I do believe they're a playoff lock. Um, I don't think they're going to be as high as they are right now. Mm-hmm. I think they would be a really fun team to, you know, you, you know, even as not even being a Jazz fan, for for me to cheer for them. You know, yeah, like it would be cool yeah. to, to watch them. You know, defeat some They're other fun teams. To watch. Every time I tune in, I'm yeah. always like enjoying the. I'm seriously like, no BS. I'm enjoying every time I watch a Utah Jazz game. You saw Taylor Horn Tucker. You got guys like that on the bench who can just be a wild card and like, hey, he's going to dunk on his former teammates. You we, you sent me that video yeah. of the dunk and like I was like, yo, damn, oh, yeah. like it's nice to have that on the team. You know, it's a little wild nice. card. 
Um, they got a lot of young projects. I haven't seen much from Stanley Johnson. I don't know if he's playing, but they have some nice young pieces on that team. Um, I guess I was actually believe Stanley. Stanley was released, wasn't he? Was he? Oh, I. I there was no, a I'm possibility sure. that he was. Probably, that he probably, was they, I remember they had a lot of players from him. He might be in the free agent pool. Yeah. But I yeah, because there were some talks. For, yeah. Yeah, he maybe like could pick him up. Who knows? So we, be the we, we can't we can't pick yeah. him up because uh we trade we tra- we trade him away so he can't sign this season. He can't he yeah. has to wait till next season, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And then so my answer for this, I guess I think they're a legit playoff team. Seriously, I think they're a legit playoff team. I said I didn't yep. say that exactly in my video, but I said, hey, they're gonna be good then like tanking like they're not bad like they're better than some bad teams but i think we can both agree that something's gonna happen where they can't play or this and that and they're gonna be bad by the end of the season they're yeah be a bottom 10 10 team in the league um but with with the lottery odds the way things work you don't have to be the worst team if you're even if you're the top three top three or bottom three worst team um you get a good shot but it doesn't give you the best shot. Like you're not, it's not a lock. Yeah. So we seen the Pelicans, the, the Grizzlies, when they got John Moran, like they were the fourth, fifth, sixth worst team. So I see, I think they're a, a legit playoff team as currently constructed, but who knows by January, February, we might not even see these guys playing. Uh, they might be shut down. So yeah. we'll see this Utah jazz team. I'll give them that. They're really fun to watch. Seriously. Really yeah, fun if they to go watch. to the playoffs. Cool. They'll be cool. They'll be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. I don't even think that'd be such a, a bad thing for them. Like maybe that's not what Danny Ainge is looking for. Maybe Danny Ainge is literally just looking for um, a playoff team. I mean, you're in Utah. You're a small market. Build that way. Build through gaining these assets. Of like I said, you have guys like THT who are projects where um, one of these guys can boom, and now they're a trade. Uh, they're a trade asset. Now you have all those picks. Maybe they cash in early. Like, hey, this is a pretty good team as currently constructed. Maybe we use some of these assets to go and get a guy, a guy that could be um, one or two best player on the team. Yeah, I could. That that's another good thing. Like, yeah, like There's, maybe you know what? Maybe we can build on this. And, and no, on, facts. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. And maybe that's what Danny Ainge is doing because uh, he's seen a lot of basketball. Uh, he he's been through a perfect rebuild before, in my opinion, with the Celtics. Um, so yeah, maybe that's up his sleeve. Anyways, let's get into. We're it's not going to be a long episode today. We just saw the Clippers Lakers play. Um, Jeez, I need I a. Start off I with need, the Clippers first. Give me. I need a Will back. Smith, uh, Men in Black, uh, memory uh, erasing device. I think we all do. I, even if you're yeah. not a fan of the Lakers, I think we all do. Because the sad thing about the bad thing about the Lakers is that they're always publicized. Like it, it's just. It's just how it is. The Lakers, and of course, of course, they should be. They won six, seventeen championships. Um, Paul George has been balling out of his mind, and we talked about it in the last episode, the Kawhi management problem, and this is kind of where I've seen this problem coming in, coming to fruition, because Paul George has been the man. He's been balling out, getting the ball almost the whole game. Um, down the stretch, he gets the ball the whole game, um, and he's been coming through. Clutch, winning game-winning shots, um, just and defensively, too, he looks really good. Well, do you think PG is like... How, how can I say this? We see in the playoffs, he, he almost led them to uh, the Western Conference. Well, he did lead them to the Western Conference Finals. You think PG could be an MVP candidate? A legit MVP threat? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that the record has to be a little better. Um, this because right now what they're seven and five after tonight's mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, yeah, I see, you know, he's the ball's going to him. He looks like a smoother, more mature Indiana yeah. Paul George Paul George. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that Paul George was um you know, more like a physical athletic guy, you know, after the injury in the injury, um, he, you know, you know, kind of took him a little time. He's, he looked great. He's always looked great, but like now he just looks, you know, that mid range is just silky smooth. Um, he's doing, you know, yeah. You know, in my opinion, Paul George is like, you know, he's, he's an amazing player. He's great. But, um, like I, I don't think he reaches that tier of like Lucas, Gian, Giannis, um, you know, uh, Joel B, LeBron. Yeah, he doesn't reach that. He's like right under that. But I, I believe maybe you know, like maybe without Kawhi, maybe he reaches that level and you know carries a team to a nice, you know, maybe like a six seed, seven seed on the Clippers. I, I have without Kawhi. I'm gonna say something, and for viewers, clip this. I think he's going to be the number one option when Kawhi comes back. I think when Kawhi comes back, he PG's going to be the one carrying this team. Like, they're going to play in PG's style because I feel it gets to a point, the Kawhi situation, like, it gets to a point where you just can't plug people in like that anymore. And PG, from what I've been seeing, man, they, like, look up to him. Like, he's the guy. Like, PG, we need someone to bail us out or we need someone to lead us and carry us. And the way he carries himself, the way I've seen him, like, around the arena, just – he maybe he's just always been like that. And, he, of course, when you're at this level, you have to have some sort of ego where, like, I'm the best guy. I think he's truly, like, falling in place to to being that number one guy. And I, this is the first season in a while where I've seen him be clutch, where he's hitting, like – he's hit clutch shots before, but he's, like, getting clutch and ones. He's involved with the crowd. He's – um, really feeling the game because in the bubble and like a year after the bubble, it just didn't really look good. Like obviously, like he the side of the backboard it wasn't it didn't look pretty. Um, yeah, playoffs, I think he said. Before, I think it was hard to interview. I think he actually yeah, said that he he. Uh, um, I don't know if he said he lost his confidence in the bubble or like he just wasn't feeling mentally right because he was mm-hmm. locked up in his in his hotel the whole time. Yeah. He, he he couldn't take that. He couldn't he, – he, it was too much of a – it took a it big was, toll on It him. was bad, and and they spoke about him, Kevin Love, others. They spoke about the mental health issues there, and you know, and, like, I think it was – him going through it has made him a much better person. You could see it, um, the way he carries himself, uh, the way he just trains and works out. Like, especially me firsthand, seeing him on the court, like, he's really just locked in this year. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I use that that topic to set up our next topic. He he busted the Lakers' ass today. He busted their ass. No, I mean, he did. Yeah, he, like, he looked great. He's hitting tough shots. He's locking up, getting steals. He was killing Pat Bev. Pat Bev was like trying to guard and be a pest. Like you can hear Mark Jackson say, yeah. "Oh, they do this in practice. They used to do this in practice. Now Paul George still doing it to him uh, as PG as Pat Bev's yeah. in the Laker uniform." Yeah. Pat was trying to get in his head because it just yeah. didn't work. Didn't work tonight. The Lakers, the Lakers had no chance tonight. I mean, really, you could kind of tell from the first quarter. And the Lakers make a fake comeback. There's a guy on Twitter, uh, Golden Knight. He always says fake comeback, fake comeback time. Um, that's what it was today. And it's like every other game. We talked about it right before the pod. We thought they were going to look good. They look good. They always show one flashy game where it's like, hey, this team looks nice. When they put it together, if they keep doing this, it'll look good. LeBron James yep. led the way with about 30-something points, had a little injury. 
I don't know how serious it is. Um, he didn't finish the game. Anthony Davis was very underwhelming. And that's not a surprise to say this past couple of years. What are your thoughts on the whole situation uh, with the Lakers? I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but specifically with AD. I think AD, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a AD fan. So always been uh, since he was in the Olympics. I feel like he's um, like he's been in my in my opinion, he's been our best player, most consistent player this season. Um, but I, I know like, you know, like you and, and our and our friend and our close friend that hopefully Justin that would join our podcast one day. Um, I have we had we've had that this <laughs> we've had that. We yeah, had that I'm discussion. <laughs> we've we've had that discussion uh, with us three, and um, you know, and I feel like AD is uh, you know, you guys kind of expect him to be like that dominant AD that yeah. he was in New Orleans, that he was in twenty twenty. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. You know, like you know, I, I know it's frustrating that like you know he keeps getting hurt, but then like I always you know I always bring up like other players that have gotten hurt and they don't get that much. You know, like why he's played mm-hmm. less time than ad uh derrick rose was amazing and he was always getting his you know he's always messing up his knee every time and you know he didn't get called you know labeled you know you know all these words that he's been calling like it's just like we i like for me i accepted it like he's made out of glass every time he goes on the floor it's everyone's holding their breath it's like uh and this season um i think he just he just felt he just he just playing with LeBron I feel like he just kind of accepted that he's the second guy on the team yeah and I feel like maybe LeBron's trying to get to him that like hey you're not the second best team guy on the team you're the best guy on the team and we need you you know we we want to see that 30 20, like 15 rebounds 10 I mean he's been doing great offensively this year I think he has so he has like mean, one of the best you, defensive ratings defense okay you said defensively okay. yeah defensively this this season um but I, this I would... game tonight that for me, I uh, watching the game after the fourth quarter. There was actually a play where he inbounded the ball. I don't know if you saw it. Um, to I don't know if it was Russ or Pat, somebody, and it was a lazy pass. And um, uh, was, one of the Clipper yeah. players got the ball, just easily went to him, and it just like it looked like eighty checked out of the game. Like mm-hmm. he's done. He's either done with the team. He's had it. He just doesn't have that confidence. I mean, there was some talks about him having some mental issues this year, like confidence-wise, that, you know, Russ talked about it. So, I mean, this whole team is just – doesn't fit. The whole team doesn't fit. Yeah. I think – okay, so part of how you see AD and how you said, like, we expect him – or me and Justin expect him to be, like, dominant, I think – you you've accepted it, and I think you've accepted it for a while, like quite a while. I mean, yeah, I, I guess we can say dating back to even last season or even before that, a little bit before that. Um, I don't know, man. I I just it's just crazy because I I've seen this. We've all seen them play at an amazing level. Justin, our friend, who will one day hopefully joins the pod, sent a, 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 a he sent a highlight video of AD from twenty like seventeen or eighteen, where it was just like, dude, like look at this guy. No one can guard him. AD's like 29 years old. Like he shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be um okay, defensively, he's been amazing. He's been really good yeah. defensively, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The offensive game is just not there. He can't make shots. Can't make hook shots, can't make fadeaway post fadeaways turnarounds where it's like, dude, um 
come on. It's not that hard. Like, I, I mean, you're seven feet tall. We've seen you do it before. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I, like, I, I'm giving up on it. On it. Um, if you're the Lakers, we talk about trading Russell Westbrook a lot. A lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about a trade involving Anthony Davis? I mean, it would have to be something crazy, like a blockbuster trade where we get some, you know, like maybe would like it be I to like get I better, not, or would it be to rebuild? Or what it depends you, on what would you want? It depends on what they what the plan is this season. Like LeBron's career is, uh, you know, co- you know, coming to an end. You know, um, he wants to win his fifth ring. Is it really going to happen in LA? I've always said, like, I don't think it's going to happen in LA anymore. Um, like you just said, like you just mentioned, like two minutes ago, like I've I've been accepting this for a lot for quite some time since the Lakers season that they went against Phoenix and they lost in the first. It was at the first round, I believe. Mm-hmm. And AD or LeBron, somebody got hurt. Yeah, AD, AD right? Got hurt. AD got hurt. AD got yeah, yeah. So AD got hurt, and I, even that AD season, I was hurt. like, we're gonna go to the playoffs. I I I don't think you had, we had our group text yet. But I told actually, I told you can ask, we can ask Justin. I told him we're going to go to the playoffs. We're not going to make it out. We're not, I don't think we're going to make it to the West Conference Finals. And then AD gets hurt, maybe with a, with him. I don't know. I know, think we would. Yeah. To be honest, I think There's we a possibility. Would've. You know, we'll never know. It's a bit. Of, it's a what I if. Think, um, I think if you're the Lakers, you said it perfect. You just have to see what do you what, what's going on with this season, and if you're not going to make that trade for. Um, Anyone, and it doesn't have to be Miles Turner, but he held Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier. You're not gonna make that trade. You can't. You can't waste two LeBron seasons in a row or AD seasons at that. You can't do that. Um, and how I see it, if there's no trade made this season to improve yeah. this roster and to maximize LeBron's window and whatever AD's window is, I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers should trade. Uh, Anthony Davis, maybe LeBron. LeBron to get him out into a better situation and win his fifth ring. Um, yeah, that would be definitely like rebuilding. For sure. I, I think that's what the Lakers should do if they're not going to make a move this season. Because if you if you make that deal where it's like this season you give up, let's say they give up two picks, right? I don't think they will. The value you can get from AD and LeBron could be worth more than those two picks. You can get picks from certain places around the league. Dude, the Thunder, I mean, that as it may not look like it now, but the Thunder might be a candidate for one of these two players, only because they have all these picks to blow. They have Shea, they have Chet, they have all these young pieces on there. They could be a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers. They look good. Shea, yeah. Shea just took the Bucks to double overtime today. Like, I could see, and, and they don't, and Shea's not going to want to be losing for a while. And he's on a five-year contract. Um, I know he agreed to it. But I think at some point they're going to make a big splash, a big trade where it's like, the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, we were good this season. We look really good. We just need a piece that's going to, like, lead us. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's either Anthony Davis or LeBron. And that's crazy. Right now, OKC, that sounds crazy. But that's a that's a team yeah. where if I'm the Lakers, like, hey, this team has a lot of – some young pieces where it's like, hey, like, this doesn't look bad. Uh, Josh Giddy doesn't look bad. Josh Giddy kind of plays like LeBron, you know. Like, um, I could see a world where that happens. And if I'm Rob Lincoln, and I'm not making these moves this year, I'm definitely looking to, to move – um, some of my best players next year. And that might sound crazy, but we've seen before. Like a year ago, we would have never pictured some of the teams that are currently constructed. Um, so I guess... Here, here's um, something bold that I'm going to say real quick before we go, go talk ahead. to the, Let's keep the doing next it, yeah. question. Um, 
I have, like, you know, I, like I said, I've accepted the fate from this team, especially last year. This year, I've already said, like, this team does not fit. It's not going to fit. It's not going to work. Um, but I think that I have a small, small little glimmer of hope that Rob has something up his sleeve. Something okay. has to happen. Watching tonight's game, your Rob Polinka, your 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 genie bus, and you're watching this, and like you said, you're wasting LeBron's career, you're wasting AD's career. It's like making them both look bad. You put you plug AD on the Warriors, and everyone's gonna be like, he's amazing. Like where where did where did he go? Like like he's amazing. Like we're we're Laker fans. We expect you to be a god when you're on this team. The, the light is shining right on you. Like Russ, he's doing bad. We do not like you, bro. Get off this team. You're doing great. We love you, bro. Stay on the team. It's just part of our DNA, man. It's just Kobe got us used to it. You got to perform for us. And that's it. We're going to love you. Magic got us used to it. You know, Kareem got us used to it. It's, it's just part of the Lakers DNA. So bringing, bringing in, uh, 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 I believe Rob is going to, Something's gonna happen. Something big has to happen. Who is it? I, I don't just, know who it's gonna did be. Did I just hear you say Anthony Davis to the Golden State Warriors? Because that's yeah, that would, sexy. That would be nice. That's sexy. that would be nice, right? That's sexy. I think if I'm the Lakers and I'm going rebuild mode, or or even retooling, where you can get Clay and Draymond, even though I don't think that would work because I just think they're all too old. Yeah. Like I think it just wouldn't work. If you can get a deal where. You want to maximize what you have left with Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Jordan Poole, Kaminga, Wiseman. That doesn't sound too bad. They got all their picks. If I'm mm-hmm. a Laker fan, I, I, that's not bad. And look, right? hey, yeah, the Warriors, yeah, you're going to make them unstop- virtually unstoppable. That sounds unstoppable, you know, and you keep Draymond or however the money works, whatever. Like, yeah. That doesn't sound bad. Like, if you if I, you sacrifice, you make them good for the rest of Steph's career, you're not going to be good. Rebuild, get all those picks, those young players. That's not yeah. bad to me, P. That's not Why bad not? to me. And like I said, as a basketball fan and as a guy who likes watching the Warriors play because they play basketball, that's sexy. That's a sexy move. And, uh, dude, there's a lot. Like, I'm telling you, in a year from now, six months from now, we could see that happen. Like, seriously, there's a lot of moves. I didn't see the AD trade coming where, where he wanted out. Um, I didn't see Donovan. Uh, I you can see some of these moves, but what I'm trying to say is like the the landscape of the league can change dramatically in, in a couple months. In an instant, Another, yeah. In an instant, you right now we can get an mm-hmm. email or, or an email, a tweet, a tweet. <laughs> we can get a tweet. Woj bomb. Email got dropped as a coach. Um, whatever crazy has been happening, you're like, oh, sh-, like what? It, it, it becomes normal. It becomes normal, and like, oh, okay, this is the new norm. Like this stuff can yeah. happen. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if if the last hoorah or something Rob, Rob has up his sleeve is like a Kyrie gets cut or released or whatever, and we trade for Miles Turner, Buddy Hill. We've talked about it. I've talked about this to you over text. Um, yeah. Kyrie, Buddy Hill. Yeah, and I'll say this right now. Kyrie coming to the Lakers, just him alone is not going to fix the Lakers. That's so, my prediction. So, so what I would assume is like if they were to pick up Kyrie, you have to get rid of Westbrook. So you are making a trade. Do you think Kyrie, plus a trade of let's say Hayward Rozier or 
Um, shooters. I, yeah. Shooters. Or, or maybe San Antonio. They don't want to, if the Lakers don't really want to give up picks, you bring Kyrie in, you get Schroeder, not Schroeder, um, you Kyrie, you trade for McDermott, Richardson, maybe Pirtle, depending how it goes. That would be nice, man. That would yeah, be, that would be, be better be... than what we have out there now. Like I'll just say that right now. We'd um, be fighting for a playing spot right yeah. there. So I, I, I don't know. Now you got that that Warriors AD. I mean, it's always <laughs> been thought of like the AD on the Warriors to be unstoppable. But like as a possibility, I think it could happen because in our next episode, we're gonna talk about the Warriors' struggles and a lot of the young guys are yeah. not playing and they're getting DMPs mm-hmm. from from Steve Kerr. Like it's it's there's a problem going on where it's Kaminga's not playing, Wiseman's not playing, Jordan Poole doesn't look good at all. He he doesn't look good at all because he feels like it, it looks like he's kind of limited at times. Like he's still coming yeah. off the bench. He's not flourishing where as he wants to. The Warriors' solution to it is either free up Jordan Poole or free up Clay Thompson or free up Kaminga yeah. and free up Wiseman. There's there's decisions that need to be made and I, and I think the Warriors and Lakers can work on something there. And as as can't really say this while I'm wearing this, but someone who follows closely follows the <laughs> Lakers, um, I I wouldn't be opposed to that idea of um, them moving on from Anthony Davis. But like I said, I feel like if you're not making a move this this year, it has to yeah. be you have to blow it up. You have to blow it up because you're not going to maximize. You can't go into you can't put all that pressure into the next season where it's like all right, this has to be it because it's just not going to work. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Any any last thoughts, B? Um, just to set the record straight, I, I feel like and what's going on in L.A. It, like the Lakers is like there's so many like, you know, you you go on Twitter and everybody's mad at, you know, everyone's mad at Jeannie. Everybody's mad at Rob. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree. Rob has not done the greatest job, um, like really bad, you know, Crusoe building this team, like not getting shooters. Though, yeah. He won a yeah, championship, he won. though. He won a championship. <laughs> That's what everyone's going to say. I think um, – you know, like LeBron, like why did you sign a why sign why did you sign an extension? Like, mm-hmm. like did LeBron, like you know you're you're a billionaire. Like why you're you're the you know you know in you know arguably the best player in the world, arguably. Um, One of the best are, or yeah, so like why would you allow Rob Polinka, who used to be an agent, to convince you to sign Therese? To, I, I don't you know we don't know what happened, but. He signed the extension for some reason, knowing that he can't be mm-hmm. traded this season until the season's over. So, like, what what is this like? Rob has to have some kind of master plan. I Something have, is gonna happen. But you know what, man? P, we've been talking about this for a while. Where something has to happen. Nothing's yeah. happened. Nothing's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if nothing happens again. Because yeah. look, P, you're the one that told me like, well, I kind of knew kind of about the situation. But he's the same guy that that told the Cavaliers, "Hey, Boozer, he's gonna opt out real quick, so that way he can sign for more money with you guys, right?" Nah, he went to Utah. He snaked them, and that's how Rob got a bad yeah. rep, you know. And it could very well happen. It could very well happen again with, with yep. LeBron. Hey, we're gonna make a trade, LeBron. I promise you, if you sign, we're gonna make the trade. And yeah, it could yeah. happen. It could really exactly. happen again. Yeah, you know? but we so, don't know what happened. So we don't know what happened, but they something was guaranteed, but. Who knows, man? The history of some of these dudes have, we never know if it can come to fruition. Yep. But that's going to do it there, guys. Episode 9 of the Bucket Lines Podcast. P, I can't stop thinking about the AD trade. I'm about to go play some 2K and make that happen. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, any last thoughts, P? Um, man, this has been a crazy, weird season so far. So strange, mm-hmm. so strange. Mm-hmm. You know, 
bot teams that are at the bottom should should be are, that were supposed to be on the bottom are at the top. Teams that are at the top supposed to be at the bottom. Not the Lakers mm-hmm. though. I expected him to be at the bottom, <laughs> but not this. Not this. Like not this low though. But uh, hopefully, you know, some some stuff changes within a week or so. Better for us. More news to yep. talk about. Well, anyways, yep. that's that's gonna conclude this episode. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. Um, share this to your friends, man. If you have friends that like basketball, want to know more about basketball, we're the perfect place to, to learn. Thank you for watching guys. Me and P signing off. Peace.